Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. Today we will be discussing Daenerys chapter 4 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the news that I have today, um, if any of you have seen the show um, and remember back when they were filming the last season, there was a whole thing with a coffee cup that made it past edit. Um, and we thought that the, uh, that the little battle over whose coffee cup it was was finished. I guess not. So Amelia Clark, it was sitting next to her in the show. Um, Amelia Clark was on a podcast this week, and she said that, and I quote, I'm going to say it again for the record, it was not mine. Looking at you, Dan Weiss. So she's actually talking about one of the uh, producers of the show. I'm sorry. It used to be. What? Yeah. <laughs> she had said before that the there's such a debate over whose coffee cup this it was. This was such a big thing, yeah. too. Oh, my goodness. And it's sitting next to her in the episode. And oh, if I'll you go back and watch this episode. Yeah, so you, bad. It's gone now. They've edited it. Damn it. <laughs> but it, yeah, the coffee cup before was blamed on, she blamed the actor that played uh, Lord Varys. But now. But it was sitting right next Dan to you, Weiss. honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. So, that's the news. It wasn't wasn't her cup. Okay. It wasn't her cup, apparently. I still think it was hers, but... Yeah. I stand by my queen. (laughs) (laughs) You do you, boo. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, and for the Martin message, this one was actually kind of cool. So, George R. R. Martin and his wife, Paris... Um, get to be drawn into the next Hellfire Gala event. Um, So it says that they will get the honor of being drawn into a Marvel comic book. Which I think is pretty cool. And it says it's going to be an X-Men one. That's Hmm. cool. Yeah. So it says um, Marvel's X-Men number 21. Hmm. That's what they will be in. That's pretty cool. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So what's going Um, on with our dude? Yeah, because he's been kind of MIA the last couple weeks. He has. Yeah, he hasn't really posted anything. All right. Um, So our review of last episode, um, Ned meets Robert's newest bastard child. um, And while traveling back to the Red Keep, him and the Stark men are attacked by Lannister men. um, And he does lose some of his men. um, And Ned's leg is severely broken. We read something about, like, the bone sticking out. and Yeah. Um, he wakes up back at the Red Keep. That's uh, that's literally all that's he about remembers. It. Yep. Yep. The summary for this episode: uh, Danny and Drogo and the entire Kalasar are actually arriving at Vase Dothrak today, and Danny has a gift for Varys, but it doesn't go for over who? so well. For who? Viserys. Viserys. Uh, <laughs> I got that caught up. Viserys. Varys isn't there uh, for Viserys, uh, but it doesn't go over very well. I mean, big surprise there. Yeah. yeah. Don't wake the dragon. Um, we are drinking Storm Chaser. It's a red blend from Columbia Valley, apparently. Um, it's Wild Ride Red. And it said <laughs> that it was like a mixture of apple and pear. Mm. It has a horse on it. That's why we're choosing it's it because they're entering yes. Vase Dothrak, which has horses. So. Fair enough. Okay, so the we're going to continue with the 13th wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules. And it is not all sparkling wines are created alike. So the next two methods we're going to talk about 
Uh, first one is Charmat or the tank method. So in this method, base wine is put in a big tank and yeast and sugar are added and a second fermentation occurs inside the tank and then the wine is bottled. So this method is used in like the less fancy wines like Prosecco. And then the second one is carbonation. So CO2 gases are added to the still wine in a pressurized tank, mostly used for relatively cheap wines as well. So Prosecco is cheap? Prosecco is cheap. So I'm cheap? Yeah. You got it? Yes, you got it. Cool. Okay, so let's begin. Danny and the Dothraki finally are entering Vase Dothrak after their long journey. They describe the entrance to it as having two bronze stallions on either side. Um, Danny notes that it's weird that it had no walls or buildings, but still talked of its beauty with the horses framing the purple mountains in the background. Sounds cool. Yes. Caldrogo led his Kalasar with his blood riders through the gate, followed by Danny on silver, escorted by Jorah and her brother, who was once again mounted, because remember... After that whole incident in the Dothraki Sea, he was forced to walk on foot. Yep. Um, so he was, because of this, he was given two nicknames. So the first one was Cal Raymar, which is aka the Sorefoot King. And then Drogo offered him a place on a cart, which was not much better than walking on foot. And of th- because of that, he was given the nickname Cal Ragat, which is the Cart King. Um, so they were basically just teasing him for this, and Viserys had no idea that he was being teased whatsoever. Yeah, he's called a lot of bad king. Because also before it was, it was the, the beggar, beggar king. king. Yeah, yeah, beggar king, now he's the sorefoot king and the cart king. Well, and the reason he was teased for the cart king was because carts were meant for eunuchs, cripples, and women giving birth. Oh, well. So... Yeah. <laughs> Still better than walking. Um, Danny said it took a lot of pleading and quote unquote pillow tricks to convince Drogo to give Viserys a horseback and to have him rejoin at the head of the horde. Why she did this, I have no idea. But, yeah. So Danny goes, Where is the city? Because she sees the road is lined with ancient statues of places that the Dothraki had conquered. Um,. Which are, like, treasures from their feet. And then I wanted to read from the book on page 386. Beyond the horse gate, plundered gods and stolen heroes loomed to either side of them. The forgotten deities of dead cities brandished their broken thunderbolts at the sky, at the sky as Danny rode her silver past their feet. Stone kings looked down on her from their thrones. Their faces chipped and stained, even their names lost in the mists of time. Leith young maidens danced on marble plinths, draped only in flowers, or poured air from shattered jars. So when me and Chris were reading this, we imagined, like, these statues of maidens with these jars, and it looks like they're, like, pouring them. Mm -hmm. That's what I was, like, imagining. Then it continues, monsters stood in the grass beside the road, black iron dragons with jewels for eyes, roaring griffins, manticores with their barbed tails poised to strike, and other beasts she could not name. Some of the statues were so lovely they took her breath away, others so misshapen and terrible that Danny could scarcely bear to look at them. Those, Sir Jorah said, had likely come from the Shadowlands beyond Ashai. So, it just seems like the entrance, it's lined with a bunch of, like... 
I don't know, like statues and yeah. pottery and yeah. I don't know. It's like kind of a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, just like from all the battles they've won and stuff. So while Danny is taking in the beauty of it all, Viserys comes in and says he's not impressed and that this is all trash of dead cities. Um, and all they know how to do is steal and kill things better that better men had built. Um, but while saying all this, he was sure to speak in the common tongue as most Dothraki do not know it, but Danny was still glancing back to make sure no one could hear him. Um, so Danny goes, they're my people now. You shouldn't talk bad about them. You shouldn't call them savages or names. And Viserys comes back and says, the dragon speaks as he would like. He mocks the Dothraki for not being able to understand the common tongue. And then he asks how long he has to linger here before he gets his army. So he's thinking very highly of himself right now. Yep. Like he's better than everyone else. Um, the Khaleesi must be presented to the Dosh Kaleen. Um, Jorah is explaining this to Viserys because he's asking when he gets his army. And then Viserys calls the Dosh Kaleen crones. He talks about some prophecy that has to do with the baby, calls it, and then calls the baby the whelp in her belly. So he's just throwing out insult after insult. About normal for him. Yeah, about on par. Um, Danny notices that all of the silk he had from Pentos is now dirty and soiled, and he is more dirty than these so-called savages. So he's the one that's looking like an outcast, mm -hmm. not the other way around. And Jorah goes, the Western market will have more food that is better fit to your taste. Merchants come from the free cities to sell their wares here. And then he says, Viserys says, I was promised a crown and I mean to have it. And then he rides off. Danny is relieved he's gone, but is still anxious. Um, he hopes Drogo does not keep Viserys waiting too long. Um, <clears throat> and then this is the first time, I was so happy, this is the first time we hear the famous nicknames that Danny and Drogo have for each other, because Danny calls him her son and stars. Aww. How cute. So cute. Yes. Also super <laughs> gay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, so, Jorah says that Viserys should have bided his time in Pentos. There is no place for him in the Kalzar. Illyrio tried to warn him of this. He will go as soon as he has his 10,000 men, though, and Drogo promised him a golden crown. And then Jorah says, Yes, but the Dothraki look at these things differently than we do in the West. Horse lords are no traitors. But Viserys had the impression that he had sold Danny to Drogo. And I have a little blurb from the wiki because I think this describes it better. Um, Sir Joris tells Viserys that Drogo will honor his promise in his own time. Fortunately, few of the Dothraki can understand the common tongue. After Viserys leaves, Sir Jorah explains that the Dothraki are not merchants and do not trade. Despite what Viserys thinks, Cal Drogo considers Daenerys a gift and will eventually give a gift in return. You do not demand anything of the Cal. Huh. So, yeah. Um, so, Danny still finds herself defending her brother, but she's not sure why. Um, Viserys says he could sweep the Seven Kingdoms with 10,000 Dothraki, but Jorah says he couldn't sweep a stable with 10,000 brooms. Ouch. <laughs> I like that little comparison. Um, and Danny kind of has a realization she, as she's talking to Jorah, and she says, what if it wasn't Viserys? 
What if it was someone stronger? Could the Dothraki actually conquer the Seven Kingdoms? So she's questioning if the Dothraki can even do it. I mean, think it's Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. And that's just one group of people. I mean, that's just one horde. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. even a whole yeah. thing. Um, so when Jorah first met the Dothraki, he thought that they were wild barbarians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the word barbarians. <laughs> um, but now he knows how great of ri- uh, like of riders they are and that they're fearless and um, just how many Dothraki there actually are. Um, Drogo says that there are at least at least 40,000 riders in his Kalasar. That's it's crazy insane. just for... Just in his And horror. I just imagine them like Obviously, traveling and moving across, like, whatever yeah. region they're in. And, like, I like that he That's put so in there people. that they're fearless. Like, they literally yeah. don't give a crap. Like, they don't, they're not scared of anything. Yeah. Which is a force to be reckoned with. Um, and Danny says, Is that truly so many? Which. I think she's, like, questioning, like, how big the whore can actually be. Like, she doesn't know. Do you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? She's trying yeah. to get a... A gauge. A, she, yeah, she's trying you know? to gauge, I guess, the horde sizes. Yeah. Um, and Jorah comes, answers that um, Rhaegar brought that many to the trident, but only one out of the ten... One of ten of them were knights. So when Rhaegar fell, most of the surviving men left, um, and the Dothraki wouldn't do this kind of thing. They would just leave, yeah. Exactly. Um... So then Danny asks, it, it, well, then it wouldn't match up well then. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, the, I, and how I was just saying, I mean, yeah, the Dothraki, yes, there's a lot of people and they're fearless and everything, but that's still seven kingdoms. Yes, exactly. That's a full seven kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jorah replies and just says, um, however, the Dothraki have no patience for siege craft, and if the armies of Westeros stayed behind their castle walls, they could hold out forever. Um, Robert Baratheon might be a fool, might be fool enough to give them a battle, but the men around him are not. Stannis Baratheon, Tywin, Eddard, they're all. Yeah, they have a head on their shoulders. That's what I was gonna say. They all have their head a little bit tighter yeah. on their shoulders than Robert. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way he says the last two names. Well, I'm sorry. The way he says the last name leads Daenerys to ask um, Jorah if he hates that man. So the last name was Eddard. Stark. Um, and Jorah replies that Eddard Stark is who took everything he loved from him for a few life-ridden poachers and his precious honor. Mm. Um, he... He went... He, oh, yeah, I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I repeated myself in the notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he then changed the subject and didn't say anything more so he kind of seemed like he was like yeah I want to talk about it um he then points out Vase Dothrak to Danny, um and then I'm gonna read let me find it right there <laughs> the <laughs> on description page, on yeah. page 389 guys if you're following along um Caldrogo and his blood riders led them through the great bazaar 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 yeah bazaar Hmm. Of the Western Market, down the Broadways beyond. Danny followed close on her silver, staring at the strangeness about her. See, Vase Dothrak was once the largest city in the 
and the smallest that she had ever known. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the largest and the smallest. God, this is what I'm talking <laughs> about, guys. You can't have the book. I, 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 I'm illiterate. So, yeah, she's literally, like, thinking Big. it's the same thing at yeah. the same time. Like, the, yeah. yes, it's small, but it's also huge. Yeah. Which, okay. <laughs> she's just all sorts um, of confused right now. Yeah. She thought it must be t- be ten times the largest pen- pentos, a vastness without walls or limits, its broad winds windswept streets paved in grass and mud and carpeted with wildflowers in the free cities of the west towers and manses and hovels and bridges and shops and halls all crowded in on one another but vase dothrak sprawled languorously that's a fancy word (laughs) baking in the warm sun ancient arrogant and empty Arrogant. So it's like a, I feel like it's a really big area with not that many people in it. Yeah. 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 Um. So that Jorah then goes on to tell her, like, obviously they're still talking, um, and Jorah's telling her that the Dothraki don't um, build. Mm-hmm. So the houses were built by the slaves in the fashion of the lands the Dothraki had conquered. Yep. So they conquered them and then said, "Hey." Build our shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want in yeah, your style, exactly. but build it for us. But we want it. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, we have a little note here saying it's kind of a multicultural explosion of houses because it's everything a bunch of different, different slaves. Yeah. It's yeah. Slaves from different areas. So they have. I think that's really cool. It is. Yeah. I think that's cool too. And she said uh, in the book as well, like not one of them was alike from the other. Right. They're all vastly different from each mm-hmm. other. They're empty. Like, that's, okay, bad circumstances, but really cool if you think about it. It is. I agree. Yeah. Um, So, Danny noticed that most of the halls seemed deserted, um, and she asked where all the people were. And Jorah told her that only the Dosh Killeen dwell permanently at Vase Dothrak, but it is big enough to house all of the Dothraki of every Kalasar. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Like, all of them. So, they're (laughs) they're always on the move, though. That's why it's... Bacon. Mm-hmm. I mean, just how they obviously weren't there and they just came back. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure there's like 10 other. Um, I'm just, sure there's yeah. a bunch of other ones. Just 10 more. Yeah, just 10 just more. Just 10 Only more. Only 10 <laughs> Kalasars. Um, but the thing is, he's got 40,000 in his. Yeah. That's yeah, and if there's multiple, if, there's even if there is only more. 10 more, that's 40,000 each. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That overwhelmed me. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I, like, pictured it, and I literally was like, oh, God. Um, so, the Dosh Kaleen have prophesied that there will be a time where all the Dothraki will return at once, and they must be prepared. They gotta be ready. That's why they have gotta all this ready for them. Yeah. Um, Return to the mother. <laughs> so, Caldrogo called a halt at the Eastern Market, where you can see the Mother of Mountains looming over them. Um, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um... A small group of slaves had ridden ahead to prepare for the cow's arrival. Um, the riders got off their horses and gave them to the slaves, and all the Dothraki got rid of their swords. So, it's forbidden in Vase Dothrak to have weapons, let alone shed blood of any free man while here in sight of the Mother Mountains. Mother of Mountains. So, the Mother of Mountains, it's a sacred place for the Dothraki people. Only men can set foot in it. So Danny won't be allowed to go with him. Yes. Yeah. Um, in this place, the crones of Dosh Kaleen had decreed that all Dothraki were one blood, one Kalasar, one herd. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was kind of just a side note. They just kind of added that in the book. Like, even if they were two warring Kalazars, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. When you're in based Dothrak, you can't fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are now one. And yeah. you have to, like, break bread together and be one. Doesn't yes. matter if you hate each other. Yep. It's a rule. Like, I think that is so cool. Get over your shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good, yeah, it's a good way to, like, have peace. Exactly. Talk it out. Yeah. Instead of killing everybody. And it's like a safe place, you know? Like, right. A guaranteed safe place. Yep. Um, so, Koholo? Koholo, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Koholo had ridden to Danny as she was getting down from her horse. Um, he's the oldest of Cal's three blood riders, um, sworn to Drogo since he was born. He was a squat, bald man with a mouthful of broken teeth. Mm-hmm. Yuck. So, um, we talked about it before, but just to touch on it again, um, blood riders are sworn to protect their cow. They're more than just a guard. They're more like his brothers. Um, they're sworn to die with their cow if he ever dies, and they share his wine, his tent. No, they share his wine and his tent with him, but never his wife or his horses. But I know that that's different to each Kalasar. Yeah. And that was touched on in the book. So in other Kalasars, they will share the wife. Yeah. They'll share everything. But... Danny even says, like, she's really glad that he doesn't stick to, like, the traditional rules and stuff, and he chose to not share his wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would traumatize her even more. Yeah. Uh, She had a thought that when her son sits on the Iron Throne someday of the Seven Kingdoms, that he needs to have his own blood riders to protect him, or he will. And that comforts her. Yeah. That comforts her. Goholo informs her that... uh, he must ascend, or that Drogo is going to ascend the Mother of Mountains tonight um, alone to make a sacrifice to ensure his safe return. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gonna uh, he's gonna go with his blood riders, and Danny was actually pretty relieved about this. Um, Danny knew that women were not allowed to step foot on the Mother, um, and that his blood riders would go with him, so she wasn't afraid of what was going to happen to him. Danny says, tell my sun and stars I dream of him and wait anxious for his return. Aww. How cute. She actually was looking forward to the night without Drogo. Um, The pregnancy was wearing on her, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad enough that you're pregnant, but let alone you'd be riding all day. Exactly. Um, So, um... The servants led her to a hollowed hill that was prepared for her and her cow. Um, and she asked for a bath to help her relax. Um, she was glad that she did not have to go ride again tomorrow, which I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she had some gifts uh, for Viserys that she had decided to get him um, and give him to him tonight. Um, it was some clothes that would help him fit in better, make him look more kingly and more... I mean, they work instead yeah. of the clothes that he had yeah. um, that are disgusting right now. Because he was sticking out like a thor- sore thumb. Right. You know? um, so she wanted to invite him to dinner. So she sent her handmaid to invite him to dinner. I'm going to say that again. To invite him to dinner. She asked him to invite him. And uh, asked the handmaid to buy fruit and meat, uh, but no horse meat because Viserys doesn't like horse meat. So... Um, as her handmaid, handmaids prepared the food, she laid out the clothes and intended to, that she intended to give Varys. Viserys. Viserys. Uh, Viserys. She hoped uh, these would help the Dothraki look at him more 
um, as more than just a beggar king or sore foot king or whatever um, and give him the respect that he's been logging for, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really seem to act like he cares about it from them. So she got him a tunic, leggings, leather sandals, a bronze medallion belt, a vest that had dragons on it, and a sand silk cloak. So some nice garb. Viserys arrived, dragging her handmaid along with him, and Danny noticed that he had hit her from a mark on her on her eye. Mm-hmm. And he was not in a good mood. I mean, when is he ever in a good mood? But right. Danny was confused by all the anger that he was showing and asked her handmaid what she had said. Um, and the handmaid said that she had told Viserys that Danny had commanded his presence for dinner. So there it is. Uh, Viserys says, no one commands the dragon. I should have sent you back her head. Mm. Relax, you're overreacting. Yeah, like always. Danny calmed her and turned to Viserys and said, please forgive her. I didn't, I didn't command. I wanted to just merely invite you to dinner. She takes him across the room and says, I have gifts for you. Um, and Viserys frowns suspiciously and says, what is all this? Dothraki rags. Do you presume to dress me now? Danny says, please, you will be cooler and more comfortable. And I thought if you dressed more like them, she didn't know how to say this without waking the dragon, but... She's, like, legit trying to just help him out right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Viserys says, are you going... Viserys says, what, are you going to braid my hair now? And Danny says, you have no right to a braid. You have no victories yet. Ooh. Burn. Not the right thing to say. And I, even in the book it goes, not the right thing to say. <laughs> uh, so I thought this, it was the right thing to say. Well, yeah. So this actually pissed Viserys off more, and it was definitely the wrong thing. Um, he immediately had fury in his eyes, but he dared not hit her in front of her handmaids. He picks up the vest and says it smells like horse manure and that he will use it as a horse blanket. Jeez. She explained that she had the garment sewn especially for him, Um, and he spat at her and dug his fingers into her arm. For a moment, this made Danny feel like the frightened little girl, uh, that she used to be. Um, I'm going to read a blurb from the book here. It says, his fingers dug into her arm painfully for an instant. Danny felt like a child again, quailing in the face of his rage. She reached out with her other hand and grabbed the first thing she touched, the belt she hoped to give him heavy chain of ornate bronze medallions. She swung it with all of her strength. It caught him full in the face. Boom. Viserys let go of her. Blood ran down his cheek where the edge of one of the medallions had sliced it open. You're the one who forgets himself, Danny said to him. Didn't you learn anything that day in the grass? Leave me now before I summon my cast to drag you out and pray that Khal Drogo does not hear of this, or he will cut, cut open your belly and feed you your entrails. She's getting pretty, pretty... Ballsy. Ballsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viserys scrambled back to his feet. And when I come into my kingdom, you will rule this day, slut, as he walked off, holding his torn face, leaving her gifts behind him. Drops of his blood spattered the beautiful sand silk cloak. Danny clutched the soft cloth to her cheek and sat cross-legged on her sleeping mat. Your supper is ready, Khaleesi, Jaquie announced. I'm not hungry, Danny said. She was suddenly very tired. Share the food. Share the food amongst yourselves, and send me, and send some to Sir Jorah if you would. After a moment, she added, "Please bring me one of the dragon's eggs." So uh, she was given the green dragon egg, 
this time with bronze flecks in it. Danny curled up on her bed and cradled the egg. She liked to know, she liked to hold them, uh, and being close to them made her feel stronger and braver for some reason. Hmm. And if she, as if she were drawing strength from them and then felt the child move within her. So she kind of had the egg, they described it, she kind of had the egg on top of her stomach but underneath her breast. So Mm -hmm. just kind of right in that Mm -hmm. spot there. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, you are the dragon, the true dragon to her baby. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's how the chapter ends. Short but intense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So discussion questions that we have. The first one is, why does Viserys feel the need to distance himself from Dothraki, even though he intends to use them for his army? It's a good question. Yeah. Because he's not doing himself any favors, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if he intends to, like, command them one day, I feel like he should be trying a bit harder. Yeah. I think I just think he thinks he's better than everybody. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think and that's that, why. Oh, for sure, yeah. And he's clearly showing it in this chapter. Yeah. But that's not... I don't quite understand that whole thing because... You know, Robert, he's down there with his men when he was fighting for the, the mm-hmm. throne. like, mm-hmm. And he's, you know, shoving a war hammer through people's chests and being, you know, the badass that Robert Baratheon is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of, that goes with it. You fight with your men. I don't understand why he's... And he's, like, re- like he's like refusing to be a part of them, like, not wanting to wear the clothes, not right. wanting to And I mean, even Rhaegar, you know? I wouldn't even say it's a Targaryen thing, because Rhaegar Targaryen was out there in the battlefield, yeah. too, so mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Exactly, yeah. He just thinks he's so good. I don't... I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the second question is, why do you think Danny is still trying to help her brother? I think she's hoping he'll just give up the act and be a normal fucking person. I think... I've been going back and forth with this answer in my mind, but I think a part of her is still scared of him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, yes, she has those moments, like, obviously in this chapter where she straight up just clocks him in the face, but... But right before that moment... She was scared. scared again. Yeah. Yeah. She felt like a child. And I think she's not fully, like, there yet with her confidence. Mm -hmm. And she's still scared of him. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that she wants him to be, um, actually be her brother kind yeah. of thing. Like, like she's, support. Yeah, I think she yeah. would like, obviously, like, things are different now. They're not just alone. They're not mm-hmm. in hiding. They're not running away from everybody. And yeah. yeah, and like off of that, he's the last of her family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I she's. I think she's hoping, like, yeah, if he gets into the swing of things, and he'll be like support, like a family, her only family member, yeah. support. You know. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I think that she's just. She's showing that she has a kind heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Even though her brother is super mean to her and is doing all that, she mm-hmm. still has a kind heart towards him. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, the last question is, what do you think the relationship between Viserys and the Dothraki would be like um, if he actually complied and showed respect for them? It's hard to imagine that. I don't I don't think it would be what we're thinking it would be because he's not a Dothraki, but I think it would be obviously better. But I don't yeah. think that it would be, you know, all hunky-dory. Because he's not a Dothraki. 
No, mean, but they he treat is Jorah. brother. He is brother to the Khaleesi. True, and I mean they treat Jorah with respect, but again, yeah. Jorah's still yeah. not a doctor. But he did his so. time there. Like he spent time with right, them. Right, right. You know, I don't. And I don't know. Gained their respect. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think it would just be kind of like the same relationship that Jorah has with them. I think it'd be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Jorah's yeah. just kind of. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think they would be like, oh, he's a king. Like, no, that's you still have the cow. So right, right. I think they would just they would be the same as Jorah. Yeah, I agree. All right, our Tyrion tidbit this week um, is a wise man once said that the true history of the world is the history of great conversation, conversations and elegant rooms. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. You can also join our Facebook group, um, which is Game of Wines podcast group. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Brand Chapter 5, so make sure you read that chapter before next episode. Bye!